is Christ, Culture, and Coffee, an apologetics podcast to help equip Christians to engage the culture through biblical, critical thinking. Welcome to the first ever podcast for Christ, Culture, and Coffee. Uh, I'm Robbie Lashua, and I'm here with Tyler Hurley. Hello. Tyler and I have been friends for a while, and we decided um, to make this podcast to be beneficial to people. Kind of talking about... um, the Lord, obviously, talking about culture and um, talking about coffee because yep. we both enjoy coffee. We really want this podcast to be used to equip Christians to engage their culture through biblical and critical thinking um, and obviously to talk about some coffee as well. Yeah, so apologetics absolutely. will be a big part of this. Theology will be a big part of it. And uh, we just hope you as a listener find it really beneficial to your walk and also to prepare you to share the gospel uh, with other people. Yeah. So um, we want to share a little bit about ourselves in this first podcast, about um, our background, who we are, why we're doing this. And so, Tyler, why don't you uh, go ahead and share a little bit about yourself, who you are, and why you're interested in doing a project like this podcast. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, well, again, like Robbie said, I'm, my name is Tyler Hurley. I am a theology Christian studies major at GCU, and I am going into my third year of college. But what uh, just really, I just... Over the past several years, I've gone through the SMI program at Desert Springs, Student Missionary Internship, and that's just where uh, um, Robbie was uh, my youth pastor at the time in high school. That was cool. And then so I've kind of been under his wing for a while. We just, uh, um, he's kind of taught me apologetics early on from early in high school. And uh, just over the time from freshman to senior year, I've just really studied in depth every year on uh, just how to engage into conversation with just any Christian or uh, non-Christian, atheist, uh, Muslim, Mormon uh, off the street who I may encounter at some point in my life. And so uh, I've just had a uh, a passion for apologetics for quite a while now, and it's just just driven me to a point where I want to try and focus my career goal around it. And uh, I think apologetics is really important because we— as Christians, we should be able to always be prepared to make a defense. But not only that, uh, I think also, I think the average churchgoer should just know these things. Like, yeah. it's just so, stuff that, to me, I think it's just common sense. And I think it, it doesn't take a rocket scientist to understand, to need to understand uh, scripture and uh, how it works with reality. And so uh, I want it to be my life goal to try and encourage people and uh, lead them on the way to where they can see that. Uh, that that's that is the case. That it doesn't take a rocket science to understand scripture. So mm-hmm. that's my that's my goal with apologetics. That's awesome. Well, and you were telling me earlier before we started recording about um, just a significant mission trip that we went on and how it kind of like galvanized you um, in in wanting yeah. to do apologetics and wanting to do theology. Can you share a little bit about that trip and kind of what happened on it? Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, this was my junior year in high school, and uh, I was a missions team leader for the SMI trip and. What had happened is we went to Salt Lake City, Utah, and the focus this year was for us to study Mormonism. During this time, it was uh, our objective was to go to this place called the Manti Pageant, where thousands upon thousands of LDS members gathered from like around the country, and uh, I mean some from out of the country even came in for this big pageant where uh, both. Christians and Mormons were engaging with each other in conversation on the streets, and it was just a really cool thing to have just like this uh, big clash of like uh, evangelical Christians just out there. 
uh, trying to minister and pour out to all the LDS there. It's a great witnessing opportunity. And so, uh, but during the time when we were talking with them and stuff, this elderly LDS man came up to me and he was having a conversation with me about how the Bible is corrupt and it's full of errors. And then while we were having this conversation, this other missionary who was there on the trip with us, uh, he came over and he just started engaging in the conversation with uh, the three of us, with me, my other friend, and then uh, this LDS man. And then as he started engaging in the conversation, any time that the older man, the LDS man, would come up with a reason for why the Bible is corrupt, this guy, he he was a um, biblical studies uh person that you could tell because he he also had uh several different copies of scripture with him in this little satchel bag that he had and each of them contained the original language it was written in so he had one for hebrew he Mm. had one for greek uh i think even one for aramaic as well wow yeah and so that was cool and then he ended up uh going through and he would quote the scripture and so he'd say oh you think that verse was changed from the original he's like no i have it right here like Mm. this is the original document and so uh, just by sitting there and hearing how he was able to engage with this guy on an intellectual level and be really in-depth with the original language and that you could tell he had studied this before, he was really knowledgeable, uh, it just inspired me. And I thought to myself, I want that. Mm-hmm. Like I want to be able to be educated enough to where I could be talking to an LDS gentleman on my own. I could be able to uh, to engage with them in yeah. this intellectual manner. So. Dude, that's awesome. And so that's why you've chosen to go to GCU, to Grand Canyon, yeah, to study yeah. theology and Christian studies, and hopefully that's what you can do with your life. Yeah, that's exactly that's exactly it. And so uh, just this conversation, it inspired me to go into Christian studies. And I took a turn, too, even because I was, as I mentioned to you before as well, uh, I was actually planning on going into film arts and animation mm-hmm. for my career field. And then uh, I ended up drifting away from that, and I decided I, I just... I wanted to be able to have knowledge and like to be able to share that with other people of scripture. And so that was, that was, that turned into my, the main goal for my life for what I wanted to do with my career, all because of this missionary and the influence he had on me through this conversation. Dude, that's awesome. Yeah. That's really, that's really great. It's super cool. Yeah. I, for me, something similar. So I, I moved down here uh, to the Phoenix area to go to school, uh, to go to college. And I was studying Christianity because I, grew up as a, as a believer, and I love the Lord, and I wanted to know more about Him. Yeah. But it was um, when I was a junior in college, I took a class called Apologetics, and I had no idea what it was before I took it. <clears throat> um, <Nice>. And I, <laughs> I sat through class, and man, I just loved it. They had us uh, interview people of different faith, uh, go attend. Like, I remember I had to go to a Jehovah's Witness uh, uh, really? meeting on a Saturday night. Yeah, they oh, made that's us cool. do that I didn't school. know that. Um, all this stuff, and then they were they were talking about creation science and um, existence of God arguments and stuff I've never heard. And I grew up in the church, and I hadn't ever really been exposed to reasons for why we believe yeah, yeah. what we do. And um, I, so I loved that class. And I remember one one afternoon I was walking back to my dorm room after apologetics class, and I just was so uh, overwhelmed with the idea that I knew the truth, right? I'm yeah, just like, yeah. I know what's real. I know how the world is. Um, and then the Holy Spirit kind of just, uh, you know, quietly spoke into my heart. And he said, it's not just uh, that you know the truth, but the truth resides in you. 
Oh wow! Yeah. And it just, man, it, it just like it made me real emotional, and I just teared up, um, and I just started thanking God that not only does He tell me the truth, but the truth comes and lives inside me. Yeah, um, yeah. And, and and will guide me in life, and as I as I walk in the Spirit and abide in Christ, you know, He can lead me in the path of truth. And so, man, I just got super excited about it then, and I started listening to as many podcasts as I could and reading as much stuff as I could. Um, uh, then uh, later on, I went to Phoenix Seminary because I wanted to get a theological education. Yeah. So yeah. I did that, and I, I got my, my Master's of Divinity there. Um, but then after that, I wanted to study specifically apologetics. And so I went to Biola University, and I got a Master's in apologetics while I was there. Uh, and again, yeah. just learned so much about how to defend the faith and the reasons we have to trust the resurrection, to trust in God's existence, uh, to trust in, like you were talking about, the reliability of the, the New Testament, yeah, the reliability absolutely. of the Old Testament. All of those things uh, we have. And um, apologetics is just really important to me. And that's why, you know, as a youth pastor um, and now as pastor of apologetics at, at Desert Springs Community Church, um, I, I want people to understand that they know the truth, that they have reasons that they know. It's not blind faith, yeah, right? Yeah. It's, it's faith, uh, it's trust in, in something that you have good evidence for. Um, and uh, yeah, I'm just passionate about people knowing that. Because I think, Tyler, I think, there's, I think there's like two things apologetics does. Um, first of all, it, it helps deepen our faith. Yeah. Right. As you learn these arguments and as you learn um, the reasons you have for for trusting in, in Jesus, um, it like strengthens your faith. You yeah. grow in your trust for Him. Yeah, it gives because, you more certainty. Yeah, because yeah. you realize He's more trustworthy, right? Um, and so I think that's the first thing it really does is it can deepen a Christian's faith. But the second thing, an, an important thing that it does, is it prepares you to be a good witness for Jesus. Now, we're all witnesses, but man, I've seen some horrible witnesses for Jesus, right? Yeah, yeah, They just absolutely. have no idea what they're talking <laughs> about, and they, uh, they, they don't represent him well with, with truth. And um, apologetics helps you represent him well. So if you want to be good at evangelizing, sharing the gospel with people, uh, I think it's important to have reasons for why you believe what you believe. Yeah, Because uh, people, people want to know. We live in the age of information, and so people, uh, they don't think you're just credible because you quote the Bible. They, they want you to take it a step back and say, why should I even trust in the Bible? Why should I even believe there's a God? Yeah, so all these, all these uh, arguments that we have, uh, we, need to, we need to be ready to, to tell people when they're asking us for why, why do you have this hope? Because so many people are skeptical. You know, everybody's, mm -hmm. everybody's super skeptical these days. Um, so that's why I think apologetics is important for all believers, like you were saying earlier. We, we all need to have a decent grasp on, on some of the basic arguments so that we're good witnesses. So that yeah, we're it doesn't take a rocket defenders. scientist, absolutely. It, it doesn't, it doesn't. Now it yeah. takes a little study, it takes a little bit of prep, you gotta read, right? Yeah, but, absolutely. But Jesus literally said, the greatest commandment is to love God, right, with yeah. all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, with all your mind. Yeah, yeah. and sometimes we like we forget that. Yeah. You know, I'm gonna love him with my heart. My emotions are gonna be really into it, or you know, yeah. um, uh, but but my mind, I can check at the door. I don't have yeah, to exercise absolutely. my mind, you know. And as 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 Christians, as people that He made with a mind. We should worship him with our mind. We should love him with our mind. Yeah, so yeah. the life of the mind in, uh, for the Christian should be important. 
Um, and so I think I think that's one of the things that we um, that I want to push Christians towards is hey, develop your mind, check into things, think about things, read, learn to read, and to love reading. Yeah, yeah. Um, because God has given us this awesome ability to to learn things, and He literally gave us a book to read. Absolutely, yeah. To know Him, you know. So it's kind of <laughs> a an way indicator. to use our mind. Yeah, yeah. It's an indicator of this is this may be a thing he wants us to do yeah so um well and with that said um let's let's talk a little bit about what apologetics is specifically because sometimes i tell people you know um people ask me so what do you do for work and i say oh i'm an apologist and they you know the joke always comes up oh does that mean you have to say you're sorry all the time what are you apologizing for you know (laughs) and it's it's funny but a lot of people just have no idea what it means yeah right I actually had one guy, I told him this uh, like a month ago, that I'm a pastor of apologetics. And he said, isn't that what everybody has to become once they get married, an expert at apologizing? <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, well, no, not necessarily. Um, but just, just so everyone understands what we're talking about, uh, apologetics, it comes from uh, a verse from the New Testament, 1 Peter 3.15. And Peter says that we are to sanctify Christ as Lord in your hearts, always being ready to make a defense to everyone who asks you to give an account for the hope that is in you, yet with gentleness and respect. Uh, and, and the word apologetics, we get that from this verse, because when Peter says, be ready to make a defense, the word for defense is apologia. And, mm-hmm. and it means like a legal defense, like a lawyer would make, like get your case ready. Be ready to give that type of a defense, an yeah. apologia. Yeah, like, I mean, uh, you've heard of uh, Plato's apology? Yeah. He's not actually apologizing in that. No, that's, he's defending something. Yeah, that's yeah. what that's what the title of Plato's apology is, which I know a lot of people have heard of that. That's a good example. Yep, and he's using so, yeah. it in the, the Greek word, apologia. Yeah, right? giving a defense. Yep, yeah. giving a defense. And so as Christians, that's what Peter's saying we need to be ready to do. But this verse is great because it, it talks about Uh, It says first, sanctify Christ as Lord in your hearts. Set apart Mm -hmm. Jesus as the Lord of your life, right? That's where we got to start. That's what we got to be doing, that Jesus is in control of my life. He's the one I'm serving. He's the one that I'm using my mind for. He's the one I'm using my strength for, my heart. Everything is about sanctifying him, setting him apart in my heart, and then I need to be ready to make a defense. And so there's some work that needs to be done there, right? Yeah, It doesn't say it automatically happened to you. Peter's telling you, and always be ready to make a defense. Always be ready to make an apologia. Yeah, yeah. It implies you need to you need to have an apologia, right? Yeah, exactly. And, and it just doesn't happen through osmosis. But we need yeah. to we need to get ready. <laughs> Sometimes people say, "Well, I'm not ready to you know share my faith. I'm not ready to talk with people about those things." Well, get ready. Yeah, like when are you going to be ready? Yeah, just that's that's what Peter's yeah. saying. Get ready. Like you need to be ready to give an account to anyone who yeah. asks you for the hope that's in you. We yeah, should be absolutely. ready to, to be able to do that. But then I love what he says. He says, you need to be ready to do that, but do it with gentleness and respect. And, respect, yeah. and I, I've always thought it was so ironic. This is coming from Peter. Yeah. <laughs> you remember the guy who in the New Testament, he's not very respectful. He's not very gentle. He seems like a real gruff guy who puts his foot in his mouth all the time. Yeah, not exactly the type of guy you would think that would say, No. Say that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but later in his life, he wrote this letter in First Peter. And um, I think he learned doing it my way, doing it the Peter way, doesn't really work. No, it's God's way or the highway, am I right? Yeah, yeah exactly, yeah. <laughs> no. Well, and I think that's what he's getting at is no, gen- yeah. gentleness yeah, and respect is way better than being boisterous 
and opinionated. Yeah, absolutely. People people listen more. They do. Yeah. They do. If you're gentle and respectful towards them, they do. They listen and and um yeah, and I think Peter learned a thing or two by this point to yeah. say, look, this is really the better way to go about it. And so that's where the the word apologetics comes from. It's it's about making the defense, you know, for our faith. Uh, also, First Corinthians five twenty, uh, it says, "Therefore, we are ambassadors for Christ, as though God were making an appeal through us. We beg you, on behalf of Christ, be reconciled mm-hmm. to God." So, so we're to make an apologia, but we're also His ambassadors. We're His representatives. We are sent to this foreign land to represent our King well, mm-hmm. and to tell people about our King, and to tell him to tell them what He's about. And so as his ambassadors, we should be able to do a decent job of explaining to people who our king is. Yeah, That's absolutely. the whole point of being an ambassador. <laughs> and so if that's what we are, uh, we need to be able to do that. And then one, of, one last verse I, I, or passage I really love is in 1 Corinthians 10, 4 and 5. <clears throat> and uh, the Apostle Paul says this, For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war according to the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not of the flesh, but divinely powerful for the destruction of fortresses. We are destroying speculations and every lofty thing raised up against the knowledge of God, and we are taking every thought captive to the obedience of Christ. I I love how he spells it out that we're not fighting with physical weapons we're not fighting a physical war we're fighting a spiritual war but then he defines it it's a war of ideas it's a war of false philosophies it's a it's a war of untruth versus truth and we come in and and we're breaking down um uh fortresses we're destroying these these fortresses these speculations these temples that they build up ideas yeah yeah it really is tyler temples of ideas house of cards (laughs) yeah and, and that's where we come in and we try to say that philosophy doesn't work. Yeah. And that's where he yeah. says we're destroying speculations, right? Yeah. That's well, crazy. if God was real, he wouldn't have allowed cancer. Yeah. Well, now that's a speculation. And how can we come in with truth to, to explain to people, well, here's, here's what's going on with that. Um, and so I think this passage is really important. And I know a lot of times we use the take every thought captive to be like a christian living type thing where if a bad idea or bad thought enters your mind you need to take it captive and not not think about it yeah which i think is true but i think in this passage he's really talking about other people's thoughts yeah he is it's yeah. not it's not like me necessarily it's it's thoughts in general that are out there take so every include, outside thought captive yeah basically, is the idea yeah yeah which i think that would include culture yeah, absolutely. Right? Um, um, slogans that our culture repeats, uh, ideas that are out there. Pop- yeah, like in film and movies things. and yeah, songs, albums, yeah. Yeah, I mean, ideas, you know, uh, like you only live once. Yeah, right? that that's a, that's a that was a popular one with yeah, or teenagers Pepsi's for a while. Uh, live for now slogan. Yeah, live yeah. for now. Or, or, I mean, another, another one is, you know, because it's my right. That's, yeah, that's yeah. big. It's our <laughs> rights, our rights. Um, and nobody ever stops to ask, what about my responsibility? Yeah. Right? It's just it's your my responsibility. Rights. Yeah. No, you don't hear that that often. You never hear that. No. <laughs> no, because people just want to exert their rights. And so so taking these thoughts captive, right? Um, and, and saying, okay, according to the real world that we live in, yeah. which is the world that God actually created, how, how does this work? 
And is that a true thought? Yeah. Or is it is it speculation? Is it a faulty ideological idea? Right? Is it is yeah, it a, a temple of untruth? And as Christians, we're trying to come in with the truth. Jesus is the way and the truth and the life. And so I think that's kind of a good kind of summary of apologetics, right? We make a defense yeah, absolutely. because we're ambassadors. And what do we do? Well, we're, we're talking about truth versus lies, and we're trying yeah. to destroy falsehoods. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, yeah, I, I completely agree. And I think that's like, that's the whole purpose of what we're doing here with this podcast is uh, with the title being Christ Coffee, uh, uh, Christ Culture Coffee. We want to be able to... Uh, to talk about Christ and then bring that into the culture. Yes. And so, like, uh, that's the whole aspect of this. And then, um, uh, like, like we uh, we want to apply this idea of apologetics to everything that we encounter, taking every thought captive, mm-hmm. like the thoughts that are put out there in movies and TV and uh, by celebrities at award shows, yep. uh, what we hear in mainstream media, like anything that we have, uh, we take those thoughts captive and we need to dissect it and realize like is this actually lining up with reality mm-hmm. and how does scripture apply to this yep absolutely well and, and an example of that uh, in one of the classes i've been teaching i've been talking a lot about postmodernism and relativism mm-hmm. and actually you came in and talked about relativism last week yeah yeah and it's just so, some of these ideas are so simple you know there's so many people in our culture who would say there is no absolute truth yeah um, but but just by saying that it's 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 self contradictory statement. Yeah, that's that's actually that's a lot of what our culture is based on. If you look at uh, a majority of false ideas, if you really look at them and analyze them and dissect them, I feel as though, like actually, I'm pretty sure as though nearly every time you you dissect those ideas, it's it comes from a basis of relativism. It really yeah. does. Like like because because if you think about it, like that statement applies to so many different things of like. Uh, um, this is true for you, but not true for me mm-hmm. type of thing. Uh, the, people just rephrase that into however they want. But really, when you dissect uh, certain philosophical ideas yeah. and break it down, it usually tends to fall back into self-defeating statements. Yeah, and that idea of relativism, is just seeped into the culture, right? It is, so, yeah. So people think it's a good argument to say, well, I just don't believe there's truth. Yeah, yeah. Even- but just to show that that's a bad idea, you go, well, is that idea true? yeah. And if they say yes, then they do believe in truth. Yeah, absolutely. Right? Or yeah, or like statements like uh, like I don't believe that your truth is the same truth as mine. And mm-hmm. then you ask them, well, is that true? Yeah. <laughs> like for is that, for, is that true, true for both of us? Phrase? Yeah, is that a true statement? Um, yeah, yeah. So many of these ideas are self-refuting, and that's how we can go in and we can say, look, according to what you know is logical. What you just said doesn't work. Yeah, right? absolutely. It doesn't apply. The statement doesn't apply to itself. So yeah. to say there is no truth is in and of itself a truth you're trying to communicate. Yeah, Which refutes absolutely. the statement you just made. Like it, It's like if I said, <laughs> you know, all, all English sentences are only three words long. <laughs> That's funny because I'm refuting the very thing I'm trying to communicate. Through how I communicate it. And so much of our culture is filled with those ideas. And yet people don't recognize it. People yeah. don't see that, that that it's that absurd. And so as ambassadors for Christ, we need to move in with no. Um, there is truth. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And I think that's a the tactic of Satan is is if he can get if he can convince people of the idea that there is no truth. If he can just convince them of that one truth. Yeah. Right? That there is no truth. 
Then and he can convince them of anything, really. Yeah, he can yeah. convince them, and, he, and he, can, he can make sure to keep them away from Christianity because one of the things about Christianity is it claims to be the truth for all people, for yeah. all time, because it's what's real. Yeah, And absolutely. if he can keep people away from understanding that there is truth, then he can keep them away from Christianity. Yeah, and then I was actually going to expand on what you said, too, about uh, Christianity claiming to be the only way. Like, Jesus says... I am the way, the truth, and the life, and no one comes to the Father except through me, mm-hmm. which that's a statement alone that, that distinguishes Christianity apart from every other religion. And so people can't claim that what's true for you is true for me, or like as far as religion goes, or worldview systems, because it Christianity cannot be true at the same time as any other religion. Yeah, either Jesus is the only way to the Father, or he's yeah. not. It's either he is or he isn't. There's no yeah. inclusiveness with Th- this. There yeah. isn't. So I can't be right that he is, and then somebody else be right that he isn't. Yeah, exactly. We, we could both, I guess, uh, well, no, one has to be right and one has to be wrong. Yeah, absolutely. Right? It either he, like you said, it either he is or he isn't. So Jesus made absolute truth claims. Um, yeah. But so many people today think that absolute truth claims aren't true. Or, or can't be, or we could never know if they were true. Yeah, absolutely. And that's what keeps them away from Christianity. But but the very thing they're doing is believing in at least one absolute truth. Yeah, that there is no absolute truth. Yeah, which is what we which want to point out truth. to them. We want to show, look at this speculation, look at this empty idea you're believing in, yeah. and uh, take that thought captive to what's real. Yeah, and all you have to do is just keep breaking down their ideas, keep asking questions, mm-hmm. like because the more and more you push and the more and more you try and seek out their ideas. You don't even have to be really that educated. No. Like, it, honestly, if you just go into a conversation with someone who's who believes in this sort of thoughts process, if you just can consistently and, like, continuously keep asking them questions, eventually the truth comes out. Like, mm-hmm. the, the real truth is what I'm saying. Like, the objective truth that applies to everyone comes out when you really keep questioning and boiling it down because... Yeah. Because it's true, like that. It's just it's objective. It is and it's objective. unchanging, and yeah. it's it's amazing too. Because as, as as much as people rage against God and they rebel, yeah, they actually are made in His image and likeness, and they yeah. live in His world. Yeah, that's absolutely. that's what's real, and so they do have a rational mind. Mm-hmm. Now it can be damaged and messed up, and, yeah, and yeah, they can become more irrational. But everyone has. A certain uh, type of rationale. They have they have the capability to think logically. Yeah, the ability to rationalize. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's one thing that we can help them use to see truth, because that's what they are. Yeah. And it's amazing yeah. because on the Christian worldview, God gave us a mind. All human beings made in His image, we have a mind, and we can help people discover who they are and use that to think about truth and expose the lies they've believed. And that's yeah, what that's absolutely. what we're trying to do with apologetics is get people to see the truth because Satan's trying to trick people into believing lies. That's what he's been doing since the beginning. Yeah, he comes yeah. with a counterfeit truth, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and tries to get people to adhere to fake reality, adhere to fake truth. Where Jesus says, "No, I want you to know what's actually real," and and that's what we're wanting to do with apologetics: use argumentation, whether it's through, you know, logic, um, whether we use archaeology, science, yeah, yeah. Uh, manuscript evidence. Yeah, Whatever. historical facts and exactly. anything. Yeah. All of that to, to help people see the truth. And that's one thing that's fun about apologetics. Um, it's interdisciplinary, right? Yeah. It's theology. 
but it's also philosophy and it's it also is, yeah. history and it's also archaeology and it's also science and it's it's all of these things and how does all of this work together to help us know what's real um, and that's why I enjoy apologetics because there's so many different facets to it there's yeah. so many different yeah. you know rabbit trails you could go down to it applies to, to everything in life it really it really does, does. Yeah, yeah it really does and it helps bring people to a point of understanding who is Jesus and am I going to choose to trust in that guy or am I yeah. going to continue trusting in myself? Yeah, absolutely. And that's that's what we want to do. So what what are a couple of personal reasons or even stories that, that you have, Tyler, from how you've seen apologetics work or you've used it to help yeah. people think or to, to clear cobwebs away from their mind on lies they've believed? Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, um, number one example, and a little more recently, uh, I actually have a friend who uh, not long ago, it was last school year, um, it was someone who I, I'm friends with at college. They ended up, uh, um, they ended up being, they, they were considered to be pro-choice, right? Mm -hmm. And then after talking with them for a while, uh, that year, like my senior year of high school, I'd, we had gone on my last SMI trip. And on that trip, we were focused on the pro-life movement. Mm -hmm. And we went and we dialogued with people in San Diego about the pro-life idea and uh, we explained and helped try to bring light to people that the unborn is a human being. Mm -hmm. And so after that training that was established and like indoctrinated me after like practicing it and uh, learning more about uh, fetal development, um, I ended up taking what I learned from that trip and I applied it uh, to some of my friends at school. And I do have this one friend who after listening to the arguments that I gave him and uh, after I showed him uh, a pamphlet of that contains some graphic images of aborted fetus, like aborted children. Mm -hmm. uh, he saw it and he said, "That's a human being. Mm -hmm. Like uh, that's I don't ever want. I don't think this is okay for any reason." And so, like, like all it takes is just exposing the truth hmm. and shedding light on that. And when you show people, when when you find the right way in gentleness and respect with the person because it's going to be different on every person you're not going to find one person who i mean every single person is going to be consistently uh their minds are going to be transformed consistently just on the same exact facts yeah, same that point out. yeah, yeah. Sure. so like sure like so like my friend he came to uh to, uh, to coming to understand the truth of uh of what abortion is and that it kills human beings that uh through the graphic images i showed him and through talking to him about uh, how it it's a human being in that way uh, but for some people it might just be they have to realize uh, that other reasons about abortion that makes it wrong maybe that's not a convincing argument to them and like mm -hmm. uh, to some people you have to find different methods of approaching the, uh, these tactics with them and not even just for the pro-life movement but also for uh, just for Christianity and the gospel mm -hmm. uh, um, the idea of there being a God, uh, the, the arguments of where do morals come from, like different things like that, that all, the, each and every person who you engage with in the culture, it, they're going to have different backgrounds, different mm -hmm. sets of beliefs. They're, you're typically not going to find one person with the exact same set of beliefs. So you're going to have to change your tactics every time you approach somebody. And so in this one example with my friend uh, becoming pro-life after this, like it, it's awesome that that worked, but... Uh, that's not always the case. You're going to have to take some time and you're going to have to be patient and use gentleness and respect mm -hmm. uh, to find different approaches into sharing 
uh, these different apologetic tactics with people and using them on them to uh, expose the truth and to make them uh, see reality in a new light, basically. Yeah, and I think that's one of the things that's that's fun about it. It's a challenge. It is, yeah. It's not like, oh, get this argument down, then every single person you share with is going like, to convince them. And, like, that's a thing, though, is, like, in those situations when we're talking to people, like, when I was talking to my friend, there were multiple scenarios in the conversation where I could have easily have just, like, whipped out all the truth that I know about this, and I could have just, like, been a jerk and bashed mm-hmm. him and said, well, look, because truthfully we have the truth on our side like it, yeah. it, and the thing is about apologetics too it makes you realize that you can know the truth not just that everything's relative yeah. and so when you come from a a philosophical perspective of that you know that what you believe is true based on philosophical reasoning mm-hmm. and logic in order then you come in with a lot more ammunition than the person who you're attacking and so you can drop everything on them and just crush their spirits if you really tried yeah. and be a total jerk but, but is that effective no and that's yeah. why yeah and absolutely it is not effective at all and that's why that's why peter talks about it and he says that you should do so with gentleness and respect and so mm-hmm. i i just think that um in any given situation no matter what the topic or the argument is you need to just first ask questions to the person get to know who they are mm-hmm. and get to know what what they need to hear in order for them to change their mind. Yeah, I think that's a really important point, Tyler. Is a, a lot of times, and I've, I've, I'm guilty of this, mm-hmm. uh, a lot of times people doing apologetics, they answer questions that people aren't asking. Yeah, it's the straw man fallacy. Yeah, so you're yeah. setting up, or, or you think like, well, the real question you should be thinking is this, and yeah, let yeah. me answer that before I get to this. And it's like, man, just answer the question the person's asking. Yeah, yeah. And then secondly, shut up and listen to them, right? <laughs> I mean, that's really important. Yeah, it, it's very important. Close your mouth and listen. Um, there's a quote, um, and I'm not going to quote it exactly, but Francis Schaeffer, who was a, a phenomenal apologist uh, in, oh, in the yeah, 60s yeah. and 70s, he, I mean, he was brilliant. He said, um, if I have an hour with somebody, mm-hmm. I'll listen to them for 55 minutes and I'll listen intently. And then for the last five minutes, I'll try to share something of the truth. And, and that just yeah. is such a good a good method because you'll you'll be poignant with your response. Yeah. You you understand where they're coming from. You get it. Not to mention they've seen you respectfully listen to them for a long time. And, and then they you would appreciate hope that they would, yeah. it. Yeah, they'll they'll receive it better. Um, so with apologetics, it's not just about the knowledge and understanding and arguments. Mm-hmm. It's also about how you share it. Yeah, right. Absolutely. So, that, so, so it's not. It's so cool because there's all the arguments. So there's a science to it, but then there's also the art of sharing it. Yeah, there is. So it, not only is it interdisciplinary, and it can you know you're engaging your mind to to love the Lord and to love others, but it also is scientific and artistic. Yeah, at the same yeah, time. Yeah, it is. Which makes it. I don't know. It's just beautiful. Yeah, I know, right? And so uh, I was just thinking, though, so like what are, I mean, now that I've gotten a chance to talk about and discuss different ways that it's, that I've taken apologetics and applied it to daily conversation, uh, mm-hmm. what are some times that you've used apologetics on others? Because uh, I'm sure there's lots being, uh, Yeah. but then what are some effective times, like some conversations that were not, not necessarily the person walked away being convinced of your argument, Yeah. but what are some uh, convincing arguments that you've made where people have like basically left 
thinking, basically, where you, where you think it was a beneficial argument or discussion. Yeah, I mean, there's, you know, obviously I do this all the time with people, talk about apologetics yeah, and yeah. meet with atheists and, and um, Latter-day Saints, Jehovah's Witnesses. Mm-hmm. And, um, but there's one that, that comes to mind easily. Uh, was about a year and a half ago. Uh, one of the guys who had been in our youth group um, and he'd gone on some of these trips with us and learned apologetics, yeah. um, he called me. And he said, hey, my brother, who, who was an atheist, wants to meet with you and talk about apologetics because he's thinking about his atheism. So I was like, okay, sure. So we went down and had some coffee. And um, I, I met with this guy. And I'd known him because he, he'd been in this guy's wedding and I'd done his wedding. And yeah, um, yeah. so I'm, fr- I'm friends with this guy. And so we meet. And he, he just he says, you know, I've, I'm an atheist and I've been an atheist for a while. Um, but my brother's been challenging me on some of my beliefs. And I don't know why. I think mm. some of these things. So I want to ask you about Christianity and the reasons for it. Yeah. And wow. I, all right. And, and so for two hours, he asked me questions, and I I gave a defense. Right. I was ready yeah, to yeah. give a defense of the hope that I have. Um, and I listened a lot, and I was gentle and respectful. Um, and I challenged him on some things because this guy it was so interesting. He was an atheist, but he he thought living morally was really important. Yeah. So he wasn't a horrible human being, you know. He 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 acted nice. He was mm-hmm. kind to other people. He in his dating life was respectful. All all these kinds of things. He thought morality was really important. Yeah, wow. But then through our conversation, I just told him, "But you don't have a reason to think morality is important. I I believe that you think it's important. Yeah. But yeah. you don't have a reason. If evolution's true, if there is no God, then who cares how you treat other people?" Yeah, there's no reason. There isn't a reason because nobody's keeping score. There's no standard of ethics, right or wrong. Yeah. And so how you treat people is just your preference. It's not really right or wrong. You know, and so we talked through that. Um, anyway, and, and we spent some time. I prayed with him. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, it was really great. And then two weeks later, he trusted in the Lord. Really? Wow. Yeah, it was awesome. Oh, that's um, cool. So he yeah. trusts in the Lord. He's just excited. He's on fire. He meets with me a few times. Uh, five months later, he says, you know what? I think I want to go to seminary. So now he's enrolled over at Phoenix oh, yeah, Seminary. Yeah. Um, he's interning here in our high school ministry. Uh, I'm his seminary mentor. I get to hang out with oh, him that's and awesome. talk with him. And this guy's just grown so much. Um, and so apologetics, it's important. Like I've seen it yeah. change people's lives. I've seen giving good reasons. You know, whereas if I would have met with this guy and I would have said, you know, you just need to trust the Bible. Yeah, it's just blind faith. You just need to you just need to jump in or out. And faith is something you can't see. You know, people say that yeah, a lot, yeah. misquoting Hebrews. It's something that you know we don't have reasons for. Just trust it against all logic. Um, <laughs> If I would have done that, man, this guy would have thought I was nuts yeah. be- because I w- would be crazy. You would be crazy. I would be. Yeah. And so I've just seen it. Like, it actually works, Tyler. It does. And and people, they want good reasons for what they're trusting in. And we should have good reasons for it. Like, just to, to blindly trust in anything. Like, would you just blindly trust in some accountant you don't know to handle all your money no <laughs> no way like you wouldn't trust him with that what, what about you know somebody who's flying near airplane we just blindly trust in anybody who's not a pilot to yeah i think i can figure this out no <laughs> so we, we we trust in people that we have good reason to trust in yeah absolutely and, that are qualified and so it's the same with with religion is you should you should think about what's real what's true what's actually uh, uh what, what the world's actually like 
Yeah, and absolutely. that is is what we should begin to trust in. And Christianity has the best evidence. And that's one thing that blows my mind too about apologetics is Christianity has answers for every aspect of life. There's nothing that we experience that it's like, oh, Christianity doesn't really have an opinion of that or an answer for that. Yeah. Um, whereas in other worldviews, man, they're, they're missing significant um, experiences of hu- human life. They are, yeah. And and uh, that Christianity like has answers for everything, which I think is just fascinating. Yeah. So I think it's important to know and to share apologetics because I've literally seen it transform people's lives yeah and it really is clearing away the lies so they can see who jesus really is that's what it is absolutely and i've seen that happen uh to where people come into an encounter with the real jesus because their misconceptions about him have been taken away or the their hang-ups about a god not existing have been disproven yeah and so that that's what i feel what my job is as an ambassador it's to clear away the lies so they can see christ and then they can decide what they want to do with them yeah whether they trust them or not um but uh apologetics works it does yeah um so i think that's that's one of the reasons that i'm about it also because so many christian kids are leaving the faith and Mm -hmm. it's because they don't have good reasons for why they believe what they believe yeah and um i think training our kids in in youth group training our young adults in college and um training our adults that come to church yeah on this is why we believe this is vital otherwise people are just gonna fall away from the faith and say you know it didn't really work for me or yeah things like that and i mean and if you find yourself i mean like uh, while listening to this if you find yourself to be listening to what we're saying and if this is if you're if you think that you would put yourself in the category of someone who has been going to church and uh just hasn't been thinking as critically and uh is think your whole life have been believing in this idea that you just have to have your faith mm-hmm. and then that's all that you need it's either you just trust it because the bible says so mm-hmm. type idea uh it's never too late to be uh sinking in deeper in your faith and to be realizing like hey i can apply scripture in a way that's meaningful and intellectual in my life and i can uh i can grow through practicing a deeper intimate way of studying my faith and by uh by doing that uh you'll notice that uh you'll be a lot more confident in sharing your faith with other people you'll be a lot more confident in your daily life as you are ministering to others and like just with your own faith you'll have more assurance in what you believe is true and so uh, that's the goal of the podcast is uh, just to be engaging in apologetics and to be studying this so that way we can be engaging the culture in gentleness and respect. Yep, absolutely. And any understanding too that Jesus wants to give us evidence. Yeah. It's not like he um, he, he wants us just to blindly follow him. Like, yeah, that's why absolutely. he left us a book. That's why he came here as a person to show us who he is, to explain himself. He wants us loving uh, with our minds. To us. Yeah. He, he really does. And I'm just reminded in scripture of of how, you know, remember when Jesus uh, came to the disciples and Thomas wasn't there. Yeah, yeah. And then they're all telling him about it. Thomas, Jesus showed up to us and he he's like, you guys are crazy. And, and again, yeah. I don't, we always call him Doubting Thomas, but I think he's like, critically thinking thomas yeah he's going look you guys are all mourning and bereaving and you're seeing ghosts or that's a better description yeah and he and he says he's saying this this is too important to just trust you on yeah and they're like man but we you know we lived together three and a half years thomas and he's saying no this is a this is a real deal yeah if the guy rose from the dead that's a game changer 
and I'm not going to believe it. What does he say? Until I can put my finger in his hands yeah. and put my hand in his side. You know, yeah, the absolutely. Were. And then it's amazing because Jesus shows up again and Thomas is there. And Jesus doesn't look at him and say, Thomas, you should have just trusted what your friend said. Or he doesn't he doesn't humiliate yeah. him. You should have just had him. blind faith. Yeah. Yeah. He says, check me out. Yeah. He says, look at my hand. Put your put your fingers in the holes in my hands or the hole in my side. Jesus brings him evidence and he, he never once embarrasses him or chastises him because he wanted evidence. Yeah. Jesus yeah. shows up with the evidence. And I think that's one thing that, that we can um learn from Thomas and we, and we can learn about Jesus is that he wants to give us evidence. Yeah, and absolutely. he has left left this evidence, but we um, are responsible to use our minds to to look into it. And so, like you were saying, that that's kind of the point of this podcast is we want to bring evidence through the podcast to people so that their faith can be deepened and so that they're better prepared to give a defense to anyone who asks. Yeah. So that's what we're going to be doing over the next few weeks. We're, we're going to talk about um, different cults, different religions, different worldviews, um, arguments that we have to defend our faith for like the existence of God, resurrection, yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, the validity of scripture, all of these things, um, but also how we as Christians can go on the offensive and we can we can ask good questions or develop good tactics to show how other people's beliefs don't work in the real world, how Absolutely. they don't match up to reality. Absolutely. And so that's the point of this podcast. We want to be a resource for the church at large, not just Desert Springs Community Church, but the yeah, church. The community. <laughs> yep. And and help educate and help encourage uh, and help equip you to go out and to be able to share the gospel and be ready to give a defense to anyone who asks. Yeah. But to do it with gentleness and respect. That's important. Yeah, jerks for Jesus is <laughs> not something Jesus. we should ever be. There's a, I've, see, I've seen a lot of those guys out there, and, and man, I just don't want to hang out with them either. Yeah, like so. people who are standing on pedestals in streets oh, with megaphones. Man. You're all going to hell. Yeah, yeah. And I just don't know how effective that is, you know? Um, and it seems like Jesus was really, people were attracted to him. Yeah, his yeah. personality, people wanted to hang out with him. It's just, it's interesting to think he's a rabbi, he's, he's a... A teacher. He's a, a religious figure, right? In his day and yeah, age, he's yeah, a theology absolutely. teacher, and prostitutes thought it was cool to hang out with him. Yeah, I'm just thinking, like, even today, you know, what 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 prostitutes think? I'm gonna go to that pastor because he's he's cool to hang out with. No, it no. just doesn't happen. So yeah. Jesus had this attractive, magnetic personality, um, and he was kind to people, and he actually cared about people, and his love uh, transcended that the, their offense about truth even. Yeah, he, he could absolutely. speak truth to them, but they knew he cared about them. And so that's what all of us want to strive to be, to give a defense, to be truthful, but to do it with gentleness and respect. So to be gracious, truth and grace, right? Yeah. Loving people the way Jesus has called us to. Absolutely. Which is the second greatest commandment. It is, yeah. Love others, <laughs> right? So that's kind of the idea of this podcast. So we're excited about the, the next weeks and months, um, as long as we do this, and we hope that it's beneficial and can help equip you. Um, if you'd like to w visit our website, you can go to dscchurch.com and click on the apologetics link under mm -hmm. ministries. And we have uh, videos from our classes. We also have blog posts that are on there. The podcast will be on there. Um, but we just want to be a resource for the church to help equip you to be ready to give a defense to anyone who wants. Yep, absolutely. All right, well, thanks for listening this week. We, we hope you can go out and make an impact for Jesus. And we will see you next time. Yep, see ya. You have been listening to Christ, Culture, and Coffee, 
a podcast ministry of Desert Springs Community Church in Goodyear, Arizona. For more information, visit our website at dscchurch.com.